right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. Uh, we are excited to talk about today's uh, today's episode. Uh, obviously, a lot of big news out there, and a happy fourth to all of you. Well, fifth, actually. Um, so we're recording this on the fourth, uh, but, uh, you know, everybody, hope everybody had a great and safe fourth uh, of July um, yesterday. And uh, today is going to be a holiday for most of you out there as well. So I hope you are able to enjoy your holiday if, in fact, it is a holiday for you. So um, getting into today's topic, Aurora, while she does not like fireworks all that much, she she is quite a bit afraid of them. Uh, for that reason, we wanted to record tonight's podcast uh, just because she can get away from the fireworks in doing so. And to talk about some fireworks, man, there has been some explosions going on with the NCAA. Uh, so many of you uh, have been aware, especially if you listen to the podcast, that it's been coming down the pipe of college athletes being paid, things like that. So the door has not been completely blown open uh, because you know athletes are not currently getting paid, at least at least directly. Uh, however, it has been opened, uh, been declared that um, college athletes can now be paid for um, name image likeness okay and so essentially what that means I'm not going to say name image likeness all the time on this episode uh, essentially what that means is that these players are able to basically use their celebrity status in a way uh, to be able to you know make money off of that and that comes in the form of you know being paid to make appearances being paid to you know, um, do certain like press conferences, things like that, uh, being paid for things that they autograph, they want to sell, you know, merchandise, stuff like that, um, doing autograph sessions, um, as well as marketing and endorsing products. Okay. So now they can endorse products, um, themselves. And we've already seen a lot of things break waves. Okay. So this means brands are able to sponsor these players in a way, right? What many don't know is that this can, and I believe will become an issue down the road in many ways. And, uh, you know, if you guys listen to the podcast before, we, Aurora and I are definitely on the side against college athletes being paid, against college athletes doing these endorsements. Um, I think a lot of people look at it, uh, especially parents of these kids, people who have been parents of these kids, uh, people who... Uh, were former college athletes and they're like, oh yeah, of course we should have gotten paid. Of course we should have done this. Like NCAA makes all this money off us. Well, the NCAA doesn't really make all this money guys that you guys are wanting to say. We've talked about in the previous episode. So please go back and listen to that. But beyond that, beyond that, it's all for more selfish reasons if you think about it. Um, and these selfish reasons that people are looking at it are going to bite you in the butt at some point. Okay, College athletics, the NCAA is a very nice thing. It's a luxury for people to have. They're privileged, okay? They're very privileged to be able to travel and have their meals and do all these things the way they do. I mean, they're they're staying in really nice hotels and things when they travel. They're traveling around the country. Um, some of them, you know, even internationally to do uh, different things. Uh, you know, playing games on air carriers from the military and stuff. I mean, there's it's a huge privilege of what these kids are able to do in college. Uh, they have a lot of flexibility with their teachers, um, with their schedules. They are given a lot of flexibility in that realm and they're given a lot of attire you know just uniforms shirts shorts um 
I'm not talking just the standard uniform. I'm talking about just the wear around campus. You know, they're given a lot of shoes, more shoes than they need. So these are things that it's a privilege, and they're also not having to pay for their school, which is the entire purpose of it. But like all good things, I guess it has to come to an end, and people people can't understand how good something is until it's gone. And at some point, things will be gone. Not entirely, but... I believe there it will be to an extent, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so jumping back into the, the endorsements that are open, many brands sponsor athletic programs as a whole, right? Um, supporting them, essentially. So, you know, someone might be an official banking partner of the University of Minnesota or the official beverage. You know, Coca-Cola is an official beverage partner. Pepsi is an official beverage partner. You're either a Coke or a Pepsi campus. Like, So, so these brands sponsor these athletic programs, right? The program themselves, meaning they're supporting the student athletes, right? These student athletes and these these parents and and people just do not understand the the concept and the fact that these sponsors are supporting athletics. They're they are supporting it already. So now you just want to make it selfish for just one particular student athlete to be able to make money off of it. It's kind of ridiculous. So these support new locker rooms, arenas, uh, like new arenas, all the food and things that these players get, the hotel rooms they get when they travel. This money that is get, has been gotten and secured for, <clears throat> for athletic programs is now, it, it now can and will shift, okay? And no one is thinking about this, but this will happen down the line. Take Bo Nix, for example. At Auburn, okay? Literally one minute after 12 o'clock, one minute later, after this was allowed to happen, he was the first one to announce an endorsement of a specific T brand, okay? Now, Auburn is a Coca-Cola campus. They have a partnership with Coca-Cola, an exclusivity with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has its own T brands, okay? And I do this for a living with sponsorships and things like that. I will tell you guys... They are very strict and very adamant about their exclusivities. They do not like people playing in the sandbox that's their sandbox, okay? So this jeopardizes Coca-Cola's value for partnering with Auburn. So what's going to happen, and, and you guys, like people are not realizing this, it's very possible that a brand like Coca-Cola, if I was a brand like Coca-Cola, I would do this. I'm going to go back to the school the next time I'm having to redo renew my partnership. I'm going to go back to the school and I'm going to say, hey, look, we wanted to be your official, you know, whatever beverage partner. And, you know, tea is a brand of ours and you're using your let your quarterback for your program, which is one of your, you know, most uh, recognizable student athletes is endorsing this competitor to us. So that devalues our relationship. So we're not going to be able to spend with you the amount of money we've spent with you over the years. And they would be completely right to do so. So now athletics is going to get less money from these various brands. These student athletes don't care. They don't think about it. It's a selfish focus, guys. They're not thinking about this. They don't care about this. They're not asking anything. You think Bo Nix went to the athletic department and said, Hey, guys, I just wanted to ask you because I know we have a deal with Coca-Cola. Is it okay for me to do this partnership? He didn't ask that. He didn't even try to ask it. There's no way. Okay, because if he did, athletics would have been like, hey, this is not a good idea. But this is going to devalue 
partnerships from an athletic standpoint when these student athletes are endorsing other brands, competitor brands. So that's a big issue, okay? Really big. The same can happen with banks, restaurants, and much more, okay? So it's not just the beverage thing, it's, it's across the board with other industries also, okay? So there's been other players that, or other athletes that have done these endorsement deals. It's not just Bo Nix, there's been others that have already had come out and done some things here. Um, however, there is plenty of other options here for these athletes besides just the standard endorsement. Multiple players have opened up their own apparel store selling autographed items of themselves. Autographed items. Great picture that we're painting here, guys, aren't we? We're painting a picture for kids to grow up thinking that their autograph should be worth millions, that should be worth thousands, should be worth whatever. And we got kids that are in school getting an education and they're spending their time running a business now, their own apparel business, while going to try and get these endorsements, while playing college athletics, and going to school. What are they going to do? Like, what, what's going what's gonna to be at the bottom of the totem pole, guys? What are they going to let slip? Uh, their grades, obviously. So, duh. Like, guys, one, no one's thinking about the future. Like, these kids are so focused on the right now, and their parents are too. Everybody's sitting there thinking, like, right now, get my money right now. I want to get paid right now. That's why everybody wants these kids to get paid in college, because when they go pro, ha most of them will not go pro. And for the ones that do, some of them won't have a very, very good career. So, it's very few that go on to have a good professional career from college athletics. And so they're all wanting to try and get all this money right now while they can. And it's like, guys, that's that's not the focus. That should not be the focus of life is just get paid now, get paid early. Like, like you, your focus of your life shouldn't be to win the lottery and never do anything the rest of your life. Like, no, that's not the focus of it. You should be doing things that will provide for you for the rest of your life, okay? Opening up an apparel shop for you to sell your own autographed stuff is in no way doing that that's completely stupid in two three four years when you graduate and you don't go professional or you do and you happen not to make a roster or you have a bad season or whatever and you're out of the league guess what that autograph shop of yours isn't going to be making you any money it's going to do nothing for you all right because people forget college players nowadays especially if you're only there for one year like most of these people are or two years like most of these people are college fans like you for what you're doing right then and there for their college and if you're not there for four years you're not leaving a likeness a legacy that's going to make them think about you later on anyway it's just stupid it's completely stupid we're painting a picture for these kids that is completely wrong for what we should be trying to do to them and where does this stop guys where does it stop okay once this is done like once once everything shakes out with NCA, what's going to keep us from having this happen for high school athletes, then middle school, elementary? Like like seriously, I'm I'm 
a lot of people will be like, oh, you you got to be kidding. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, a lot of people thought back in the day it was ridiculous for college students to be able to do these things. And now they're getting to. So when do we stop that, guys? When is it that they're too young to understand how to handle these finances? When is it that they're too young to be open to these things? When is it that they have to be considered adults or children? Like, when does it actually happen, guys? Because we're blurring the lines already. It's just, and it's not good. It's not good. We are totally devaluing education and a degree. What happens when these kids graduate? Like I said, when they graduate and all these things they're doing, their endorsements, the the companies they're open with apparel of theirs that they sign and sell for money, ain't going to be worth no money, guys, because they're done. Their career's done. Okay? Even if they go professional, like... It's very rare that you're going to be a superstar in the league. There's only so many. So, just, it's bad impression, guys. And it's so bad that all these students are showing already they're so quick to just go out there and get money. Plus, where are they, where's their focus? It's definitely not focused on school. It's focused on all these get money right now, get paid right now. That's fine, guys, but sometimes you need to look at the long term. You need to look at the long-term goals, and these kids are not doing that. So it's very upsetting to see this happening um, beyond this, okay? The schools will lose these dollars, and while some bigger programs will be fine, smaller programs are going to definitely hurt, all right? So the chances to play college athletics will diminish over time. And that, And what I mean by that is, these smaller programs, Division Two, II, Division Three, those those athletes aren't going to go and get endorsements. People aren't going to be coming and giving them thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to put their name on a, a Wheaties box or whatever. They're not going to do that, okay, because they're small programs. They don't get all the limelight. So now you've got these smaller programs that they're still going to suffer because the bigger programs are going to be taking up sponsorship dollars that could go to some of these smaller schools as a whole. And so now the smaller schools are losing revenue from a school standpoint. The bigger schools are losing revenue from a school standpoint. Like from a pure athletics organization standpoint, they're going to be losing revenue on sponsorship side. And that will hurt these uh, these small schools who already don't make money, who already lose money every year, and that's going to make programs like what happened like what's happening at Hartford right now Start to reevaluate athletics and start to go to Division Three or Division Two. Start to understand that, you know what, maybe it's not worth it now because college athletics is becoming too much of a business and not a nonprofit. Because that's what people are forcing it to happen. And it's not right, guys. It's not right. So what you're going to end up having is less scholarships out there. You're going to have less students and less programs that have athletics. And now there's less chance for students to get scholarships, less chances for students to be able to go to school and get out and not to worry about loans because this is a privilege that these kids have been able to have by working at something that they love and you're going to take that away from them. So I just want you people, everyone out there that is thinking this, right? Everyone who wants this to happen and has been huge supporters for it, you're going to have to look back later on when other programs go to D2 or get rid of their athletics as a whole 
and there's now less opportunities for kids to go to school on scholarship, things like that. When you take away these opportunities and you hurt these athletic programs over time and you start seeing this happen, you're going to be the ones that have to look back and remember that you wanted this. You wanted something that led to this foundation crumbling. Because I feel like that's what's going to happen. And it may not be five years from now. It may not be ten years from now. But it will happen. It will happen. If things keep going the way they do. Now maybe the NCAA figures out something to keep everything working. But right now, you guys don't understand. It will not. The other problem with this is the rich get richer. Guys. And it's sad but true. Big name schools and big name players for those schools will get these deals. Not small school athletes though. So now... You got so many kids trying to go to these big schools because they want to be able to get their endorsements and get paid because, oh, I'm the starting quarterback or starting point guard for Auburn or University of Kentucky or Florida or whatever. You want to be able to say that so you can get these endorsements and these deals and get money. But guess what? What's going to happen? Think about it, guys. What's going to happen when these players get on the field or on the court? They're going to be out there for themselves. They're not going to listen to the coach. They're going to end up playing the same way that UK basketball has played the last couple years. What has Coach Calipari said about his kids? They don't listen to me. They're not listening. They're not doing what I tell them. I can't get them to understand to play together. <clears throat> Why is that? Because Coach Cal breeded an opportunity of players coming there solely focused on going professional. Well, the only way you're going to make sure you get sought by scouts is to put up your numbers. So these players go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get my points. I'm going to get out there. And when the ball is given to me, I'm going to take somebody one-on-one and I'm going to score. I'm going to do what I need to do to look good for scouts. I'm going to show them what I can do. I'm not going to play team basketball. I'm not going to try and do the best for the team. I'm not going to try and win. You know, on football, what are you going to have? Winning will not be the most important thing, guys. It'll For these college athletes, it's going to be getting me money. And getting them money is getting them stats. So these players are not going to be focused on that. They're not going to listen to a coach. They're going to play selfishly to, and, you know, to, to get drafted. But more so, more so they're, going to get, they're going to do it to get money and get paid. And so wide receivers are going to go to their quarterback and be pissed at them if they don't throw them the ball enough. Running backs are going to be mad if the quarterback switches the play and passes the ball 10 more times every game because he needs to get his stats up so he can get more endorsement deals. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Because if you're a quarterback and you're out there, think about it. These are kids. These are young kids. They don't have contracts. They're not guaranteed anything. And so what's going to happen when a, a company is going to them and saying, you know what, I don't know. I just don't know if you're a big enough name. You know, I know you want you know, $500,000 for to be in this commercial for us but you know what we just don't think that you you know we don't think that's going to be a good opportunity well guess what the very next game that he goes out there and plays he's going to be passing the ball every down he's going to get his stats up as much as he can and he's going to try and flash and look good so that he can get that deal then he can get more money for himself and all of his teammates are going to suffer running backs are going to be pissed off at, at their quarterback wide receivers are going to be pissed off I mean, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing because these small schools will start crushing these big schools because the big schools are going to be all about their fame, all about their glory. And maybe it'll balance some things out. Maybe people will stop going to Alabama every year 
and saying, you know what, I want to go there so I can get drafted. No, 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 I don't want to go there because I'm going to have two other guys just as good as me out there as wide receiver. I want to go somewhere where I can stand out so I can get my endorsement deals. So if you're an Alabama fan, you shouldn't want this. And if you're not an Alabama fan, you shouldn't want this because it will hurt your program because your smaller schools are going to hurt. So whatever. Also, Here's the here's last couple things to talk about on this before we'll switch topics. I don't want to beat a dead horse on it. But if I'm these brands, I would be very, very concerned about endorsing these athletes. They are children, okay? Not, not children, okay, but they're young. They're young adults. They do not know what they're wanting to do with their life. They do not have things figured out. You do not know what they're going to be like. You do not know what they do in their spare time. You do not know their habits on and off the field because in high school, no one pays attention to that crap. When they go to college, you're not going to know crap until they're into their senior year, when they're a junior and a senior, into their sophomore year. When they're a junior and a senior, that's when you kind of know, okay, this guy is a good athlete. This girl is great athlete. She represents the school well. And that stuff matters in the NBA draft. And that's going to start mattering to endorsers. And if I'm an endorser, I'm not going to endorse a kid until they're a junior or a senior. Because you're going to sit there and you're going to endorse these kids. You're going to give them all this money. And what are they going to do? They're going to go send, spend it on a bunch of crap they don't need. They're going to go spend it on a real nice souped up car and get in an accident drunk driving and hit somebody. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but guys, it's gonna. These are young adults. They do not know the responsibilities here. They have not matured to that level. And just like I said, oh, when's this gonna stop with high school kids and whatnot? Guys, there's a level that you gotta get to of maturity, all right? Just to be considered an adult. But then there's also a level of being a responsible adult. And some people never get there in their entire lives. I know plenty of people that have never gotten there in their entire lives. I know people a part of my family, okay? that have never gotten there in their entire lives, okay? And sure, my family's going to be texting me now saying, oh, are you talking bad about me? Like, no, the ones who are going to text me and ask that, I'm not talking about them. But regardless, it takes a long time to mature and get these things. And these kids, these young adults are too immature. They're too young to be able to make those decisions the right way. So now... Having enough money to get however much drugs or alcohol or whatever that they want is not going to be good. There needs to be a heck of a lot more financial literacy for these students. They need a lot more education. They need to be forced to going to more seminars and things like that to know what to do with their money. Because, guys, this is it can go really bad for a lot of kids, and I expect it to at some point. We see many pro athletes, after they're out of college, make bad decisions like this. We're just going to see even more of it now. So players have to get school approval. Okay. This is, this is the other thing is um, these players have to get school approval um, to use official logos. Right. Um, So you're not going to see these athletes out there um, in their uniforms um, representing you know, uh, Coca-Cola separately from the school and things like that. You, 
you're not going to see that um, because the schools are probably not going to want to do that because if I'm the school, I'm going to sit there and say, well, you need to sponsor athletics if you want to be able to do that. So, And you might have some brands that do that, so maybe it kind of works both ways, but there's a lot that are not going to work that way. There's a lot of brands that will not do that. So, um, you know, you, you will most likely see these kids, and, and if you see pictures of them endorsing this stuff, they're not wearing their school's shirts, attire, nothing with any school presence, and that's the way that it has to be. And that's great. That's great that there's at least some separation. This is the only way the schools have protection with their exclusive sponsors. But it's hardly going to be enough when it comes down to it, guys. These sponsors will whine and cry about as much as they can to stop sponsoring or stop spending as much as they do. They will do that. And it's going to happen. So um, be prepared for that when some of your programs can't have the fanciest locker rooms in the country. Or when their arena is built, they have to cut some corners on some things, and some of their sports don't get great facilities. That's what's going to happen, guys, because you're pulling money from the organization, from the schools that are creating this opportunity for these kids. You're pulling money from it. So you're biting the hand that feeds you, and it's just it's not going to end up working overall. So again, back to it real quick. If I'm these brands, I'm going to be very careful. I'm not going to want to sponsor these kids until they're much older, you know, juniors and seniors. And I'm going to be very careful about doing that because if they go out and they get arrested for drunk driving or marijuana or, you know, whatever the heck it is, you know, possession of a gun, whatever it is, now it looks like you endorsed a criminal. You endorsed the wrong people and it leaves a negative light on your brand, okay? It's a very, it's very different story when you're supporting LeBron James or Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or someone like that who is a professional, who is, you know, in their in their late 20s, early 30s and beyond, and we know a lot more about them. Their life has been looked at very heavily. They're, they're seen everywhere they go, and everybody knows what they're up to. Like, when those things happen and someone gets caught drunk driving or a bad story comes out for someone— Okay, people aren't going to blame your brand because, you know what, you did your due diligence, nobody saw this coming. But with these kids, everybody's going to see it coming. And you need to do your due diligence, make them be in school for a few years before you even take a chance at looking at them for these endorsements. Because it can leave a negative impact on your brand. Okay, so we're going to jump off that. Um, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with us on this, but guys, I just... It's just going to be one of those things where, you know... Later on, everybody's going to have to look back and think, like, you know, was it okay to think about this this way? And did this work out well? Did this work out better for, for college athletics overall? Did it work out better for these young kids overall? And who knows what's going to happen? Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope to God I'm wrong. But as the world is, we live in a flawed world. We live in a flawed society. Everybody out there is flawed. And these are the things that will come with these flaws. And so it, it is definitely concerning for sure. Okay, so next topic is um, rules are rules, guys. And we're going to talk about Shikari Richardson. Okay, I believe I pronounced her name correctly. Uh, she failed a drug test. She it was uh, qualifying for the Olympics uh, as a runner. Uh, to be in the upcoming Olympics, she uh, did qualify in in a qualifier that recently happened. However, she failed the drug test uh, and had marijuana in her system, so she is uh, suspended for a certain amount of weeks. I want to say ten weeks or something like that, which keeps her from being able to participate in the Olympics. 
And here's the problem. There's big issue coming up with this, guys. At least that I have. Aurora has a big problem with it as well. Um, she said that she, she came out after the drug test was failed and said that she took the marijuana as a coping mechanism when she heard her biological mother had passed away. And my response, similar to Aurora's, was, so? So what? Rules are rules for a reason, okay? Rules are rules for a reason. And if that is in your system, there can be advantages that you get as an athlete. There can be pain that you don't feel, and you can push through it. Other people are feeling that pain. Like, there are issues with taking it. It is a rule for a reason. Okay? You can't just be allowed to kill someone because they hit your dog with a car, can you? You can't you can't go against these rules. They are in place for a reason. And everybody wants to sit there. There's a lot of athletes that have come out now. Patrick Mahomes, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Like there's a lot of athletes that have come out and they're saying, guys, just let her run. Let her be in the Olympics. Like, why are we keeping her out of it? Just let her run. This is ridiculous. Okay, well, I'm going to look at them and be like, you're ridiculous. This is absolutely absurd that these professional athletes are trying to back this person and side with them. Okay? These people, your professional athlete, be a professional. When you're stressed, when something goes wrong, what do HR representatives at your job, what do HR representatives for these sports teams tell you to do? Go seek professional help. Okay, seek professional help, have someone work with you and help you through this time. Okay, that's what she needed to do. Okay, Naomi Osaka on the tennis side, she's taking some time away from tennis. I hope that she's getting some mental help um, and she's getting professional help because that's what should be happening. And Shikari Richardson needs that same help. Okay, it is a rule for a reason and you should not resort to breaking the rules there, there's no excuse for it. it doesn't matter it's a fact that you put you could possibly have an advantage over someone in a in an athletic competition and it's unfair so it is a rule it is a rule for a reason guys all these athletes wanting to back her is absolutely ridiculous because it is not it's not right it's not fair like i said before with the college athletes athletes are privileged professional athletes are privileged Olympic athletes are privileged. They're privileged to be able to play the this game, play these sports, compete in things they love to do at a high level, and, and compete for their country. It is a privilege to be able to do these things. And just like all privileges, there are responsibilities that come along with it, and there are standards that come along with it. Okay? And it works across the board. It doesn't matter. If you're wanting to be a manager, if you're wanting to be in a in a in a executive position for a fortune 500 company guys there's some standards that's going to be there i know people want to sit there and say oh you know companies need to allow people to work with nose rings and color hair however much they want and all this and tattoos all over their face guys like sure you like if you want to do that fine like I'm going to sit out first if i'm a company i'm not going to want to hire you and i don't think that's a prejudice thing it's because that doesn't represent well that could leave a negative slight on my brand, and I don't want to do that. I want professionalism. I want people that want to move up and be held to a higher standard, okay? And yeah, people are going to get mad and say, I, I should be able to live my life the way I want. Yes, you can. 
You can, but you can only control what you can control. So don't expect to live your life the way you want and then get mad because someone doesn't hire you for a position because you wanted to color your hair some ridiculous color or you wanted to put, you know, nose rings right below your eyelids. Like, don't be upset by that, guys. You made your own choices and, and you deal with it, okay? She made a choice. She didn't live by that higher standard. She didn't go the harder route that was left to her as seeking a, a psychological professional for help, she coped with the easy way out. The quick, easy fix. That's what she did. And that lower standard that she subjected herself to shows that she shouldn't be, have that privilege to represent the U.S. in the Olympics. I'm sorry, guys. That's just the facts. The facts are the facts. Okay? There's not justification for it. There are rules for reasons. And things are not going to justify the breaking of the rules. And these athletes, I, I guess, you know, for these athletes like Patrick Mahomes, like he should be able to go out and deflate footballs whenever he wants to, right? He should be able to go steal play calls. And whatever, you know, whatever substance uh, they want to throw, uh, like for baseball players, whatever substance they want to put on a baseball so that they can throw it better, they should be able to do that too, right? No, it's rules, guys. It's rules to keep fair, competitive events going on with athletes and so i'm sorry but if you want to run in competitions that don't matter if you want to go look if you're a fighter and you want to go and, and you want to fight and you want to be able to smoke marijuana or you want to be able to go do drugs and you want to be able to use steroids and you want to be a professional boxer all right you're not going to make it on the main circuit because that's a higher standard you have to hold yourself to so sure you can go ahead and do those things but you're going to sit and compete in an underground place in someone's basement boxing, making a lot less money. It's about standards and holding yourself to a higher standard. That's what companies want. That's what people want. That's what life is. You can't just expect to live a lower standard of life and a lower quality, like a lower standard of life. And all of a sudden expect to be able to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Sorry, guys. They want people that have higher standards. And I, what I mean by those standards is the fact that you don't take the easy way out. You think about things for the long term. You don't make spontaneous, irrational decisions. Because that's what things are. When people get ridiculous tattoos on spring break, that's because they got drunk and they made an irrational decision. Well, that's not what companies want to hire. When someone goes out and gets drunk and gets in an accident, well, that wasn't a good decision. That's not responsible. Okay. When someone is unresponsible enough to where they, they settle for using marijuana when they should seek professional help. I'm sorry, guys, but that's that was not thinking about the long term. That was not thinking responsibly. That was taking the short, easy way out, which tells me you're not responsible enough to think in the long term, and I wouldn't want you to represent my country. So, I, I mean, I just think that it's a huge thing that these athletes are supporting her. Um, and, and I really hope that they can change their minds and understand rules are rules for a reason. And maybe some of these athletes, maybe Patrick Mahomes or some of these guys want to be able to smoke marijuana whenever they want. And that's what they want to do is, is dope up and all these things. I don't know. Maybe that's what they want for everyone. That's why they're making a big uh, stand on this. But, guys, it's professional athletics for a reason. And you have to hold yourself to a higher standard to be a professional. So just get over that. That's the real world, and that's how it should be, okay? All right, moving on. The team who must not be named, 
All right. The Washington football team's owner was fined $10 million. I know it sounds like a lot of money, guys, but that is pocket change. Pocket change to Mr. Dan Snyder. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is the type of fine that these players need to be getting. That's the type of fine that an NBA player who you know, throws a basketball at a fan or um, an NBA player who shoves a player in the back. Like those are the types of uh, like, and, and can severely hurt them. Like, you know, get, get caught on a, a, a drunk driving, uh, you know, thing and, and they get fined by the NBA or they say something racial in a press conference. Like those are, the, that's what needs to happen to the players. That's the level it needs to be at $10 million. That's what like an NBA player should get fined when they do these wrong things, like a severe infraction. They need to get fined $10 million. $10 million to an owner is absolutely nothing. Okay. Dan Snyder probably wrote the check overnight. It was like 10 million. All right. Gosh, man, I got off this easy. Seriously. That's what was shown to him. If I'm an owner for another team, I'm not going to give a crap. I'm not going to sit there and go into my organization and try and look at it and try and make it better because I'm going to look at it and say, you know what? I don't really, I'm not going to worry about that because if my organization is not doing the right things and if something comes out about them, I'm only going to have to pay $10 million. <laughs> Pocket change, not a problem. Guys, you got to set the standard and you did not. This is the type of money players need to be fined, not the owners. It's nothing to Dan Snyder. So it's a slap in the face. That he's still an owner. The NFL needs to step up its game and be more like the NBA. The NBA took the Clippers from its ownership. They bought team. They've bought teams and they've made sure it got resold to a better owner or ownership group. They need to, and the NFL needs to remove him from ownership. It's what everyone wants. No one's going to argue with you except for Dan Snyder, his family, and and you know whoever it is that gets to take these cheerleaders on their yachts. Those are the only people that don't want Dan Snyder out of there. Everybody else does. The team's been garbage. Even when they've had talent, what do they do? They screw it up. Ron Rivera is a great coach, and he's turned that program around in literally one year of being there while fighting cancer. So get rid of Dan Snyder and let them start fresh and be on the track to success as a franchise. It'd be wonderful. Wonderful. But whatever. Anyway, I think it's a slap in the face, guys. I think it's very upsetting that that's all that they did. Um, he, he should be looking at losing his team from an ownership standpoint. Um, $10 million is absolutely nothing. So very upsetting and disappointing there. Uh, what do you guys think? Let us know. Um, and then last thing here, we will give an update on the NBA playoffs. Um, real quick, we'll probably go to about 45 minutes today. Just a lot of content. Um, but the Hawks Bucks series has finished, um, the Bucks are victorious, and they are moving on as Trey Young's presence, I believe, upset the Hawks' flow and is one of the reasons that they lost this game. Um, guys, the Hawks played so much better in games four and five without Trey Young than they did in game six with Trey Young. All right? The Bucks had an awful first half. They did not play well. They had a lot of turnovers. They jacked up a ton of threes. They were playing sloppy. Ask, ask Shaquille O'Neal, ask Charles Barkley. They played sloppy. Everybody could see it. Everybody knew it. All right? And the fact that the Hawks were not leading and even leading heavily going into the half was absurd. 
They should have been playing better. But what happened was whenever Trey Young, I get it, they want their superstar out there, they want him out there, all this stuff. And guess what? If Trey Young is 100% healthy, fine. He's not going to hurt your team because like, he's not going to hurt your team as much because he can make great plays. He can still do what he needs to do out there. But guys, he was not in rhythm. He was still showing some issues. He he went zero for six in three pointers. He only shot four for seventeen for the whole game. That is awful, awful percentages, guys. That's six possessions most likely, uh, because the Bucks were rebounding really well. That's six possessions that Atlanta just threw away, because these threes were not open, good look threes. These were threes from the hash mark. These were threes from Trey Young, normal, I'm healthy distance. And he needs to know better. He should have known better than to do that. And when he stepped on the court, guys, his teammates didn't know what to do. The offense looked clunky. They weren't moving the ball. They just gave the ball to Trey and was like, okay, what do we do? Are we running a play? Is he doing one-on-one? Like, what's going on? Because they started getting in a rhythm. They started understanding how to play together without him. And now you bring him back into the fold, make him a focus of the offense, but then no one knows what to do. Trey clearly knew that he couldn't do a lot of these things because he was very hesitant compared to what he typically is. He was very timid on the offensive end compared to what he typically is. So he knew that he wasn't ready. But then all you see is Herter doing give and goes back and forth with Clint Capella. And you see, you know, um, Herter jacking up jump shots and, you know, Bogdanovich having to get inside into the paint every now and then because the offense breaks down. Like, it, it did not look ideal. It did not look the way that it used to uh, the last couple games. And I really think it was Trey Young because when he was out of the game, their flow of their offense looked better. It really did. And it's not, I'm not bashing Trey Young. I'm just saying, like, he came back too early and it hurt his team in that standpoint. Um, I, I think he's a great player and I think he definitely got them where they are. You know, he, they could have done it without him. But man, it would have been better for this game if he had decided to sit out. Um, you wouldn't have got a worse outcome. And they still lost the game. You wouldn't have got a worse outcome. But the Bucks did not play well. They jacked up a bunch of threes. In the second half, they started getting in the paint again. They got Brooke Lopez some dunks. They got inside the paint, started, get, started playing inside-outside ball. Chris Middleton started getting going because they had to double down in the paint and, and get after the bigs. And everything flowed the way they needed it to. But the first half did not ha- <clears throat> happen that way. And... That is what shot the chances for the Hawks. Um, So, yeah. Um, Anyway, moving on. So, the Hawks are eliminated. And it sucks. I mean, I would have liked to have seen them do well. But that's the thing. There are so many teams I wanted to see do well. Now, I do like the Bucks a little bit more. So, I am happier that the Bucks moved on. Um, But it is going to be sad because we don't know Giannis' status. We don't know if he's going to come back. Uh, come back and be ready for the finals, but it will be the Suns and the Bucks in the finals. We will do a preview um, of the finals um, on Wednesday's episode. We'll do our preview, what we think is going to happen um, with and without Giannis Antetokounmpo. We'll give both scenarios. Um, yeah, on Wednesday. So you guys will hear from us then. Um, again, that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you did enjoy the content, like, share, subscribe, um, send it over to a friend. Um, you know, do whatever you guys need to get some more people listening to Aurora's opinions here. Um, and if you didn't like the content, let us know why. Uh, let us know what we can do to improve it, make the channel better for everybody uh, out there. But yeah, 
What do you guys think about the college athletics? You know, are any of these things issues that you guys see coming down the line? Are any of these things uh, issues that you thought of? Um, or is it stuff that's new? Because, you know, I'd be worried. Um, and is any are any of you worried after hearing some of these things um, as well? And then what do you think about some of the other things that are happening? The Redskins, um, you know, Shakari Richardson. You know, give us, give us your thoughts, guys. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think out there. Um, really appreciate you listening to the content. Appreciate all the support you guys give us out there. Uh, and, yeah, you guys will hear from us on Wednesday. So thank you. Um, have a great day, and I hope you guys had a wonderful 4th of July as well.